American CEO of Barclays, Jess Staley, resigns after probe into Epstein ties. Which, by the way, Epstein totally did not kill himself. But either way, the amount of like top business owners or very wealthy individuals or influential people tied to Epstein is going to be nuts, right? And if they ever, like, if the government actually ever releases what Epstein ended up actually having on all these people, it will probably affect the world in a lot of different ways, which they probably will never actually end up releasing any information. But either way, it's going to be very interesting to see what actually ends up happening. So the American boss of one of Britain's biggest Banks announced his resignation on Monday following an investigation into his ties to the late Jeffrey Epstein. Barclays and his chief executive, Jess Staley, 64, learned the preliminary conclusions of the investigation by Britain's Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority on Friday evening, the bank said. In view of those conclusions and Mr. Staley's intention to contest them, the board and Mr. Staley have agreed that he will step down from his role as group chief executive and as a director of Barclays, the bank said Monday. It should be noted that the investigation makes no finding that Mr. Staley saw or was aware of any of Mr. Epstein's alleged crimes, which was the central question underpinning Barclays' support for Mr. Staley following the arrest of Mr. Epstein in the summer of 2019. So the board is disappointed at this outcome. C.S. Venkatakrishanan, the bank's former head of global markets, will take over as chief executive immediately, the bank said. Barclays paid Staley, who became CEO of the bank in 2015, almost $5.5 million in 2020. According to the bank's annual report, and the bank said Monday he will continue to receive his current fixed pay of almost $3.3 million per year until October 2022. He will also continue to get his pension allowance of more than $160,000 until then, and the bank will pay for his repatriation to the U.S. Hey, I'm not going to say, I'm not really going to comment about his ties to necessarily Epstein, but let's just say that you were uh, relieved from your job and you were still getting paid millions of dollars a year and you got a pension allowance of 160 k okay? Is that really that bad of a an outcome, right? Because basically now, for like basically a year and a half roughly, right? Or really just like a year, right? You can pretty much... Uh, Basically do nothing and still make millions of dollars, right? You can literally just like sleep every single day, sleep in and make over $3 million in a year. Like just imagine if you could do something like that. The amount of money in banking is absolutely insane. So no decisions have yet been made in respect of any further remuneration payments to be made to Mr. Stidley, the bank said. So they haven't even decided yet if they're actually going to make well, if they're going to pay him even more money for basically letting him go. 
Absolutely insane. So you got the stately guy, you got Epstein, I think that's Bill Gates, and you got two other dudes that I don't really know. Crazy. So Staley previously insisted, oh no, they actually say it. So James Staley is from the left, right? Lawrence Summers, Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Gates, and Boris Nikolic, right here, Boris Nikolic, at Epstein's Manhattan house. So Staley previously insisted he only had a professional relationship with Epstein, but maintained contact with him for several years, even after Epstein was convicted of, you know, doing things with people. So Barclay said it challenged Staley over his ties to the perverted money man in 2019 when the Epstein scandal blew up. Okay. Now, this one says that it, he ultimately hanged himself, but, I mean, let's be real. Epstein probably did not actually hang himself. So the information Staley provided about his relationship with Epstein was used to defend the banker in an initial investigation by the FCA. But the PRA joined the investigation in 2020 and challenged the way Staley had characterized his relationship with the disgraced financier. The Boston-born banker previously said he deeply regrets his friendship with Epstein, whom he first met in 2000 when he took charge of J.P. Morgan's private banking division, and Epstein was already a client in New York. The relationship was maintained during my time at J.P. Morgan, but as I left J.P. Morgan, the relationship tapered off quite significantly, Stay previously said. Staley said he lost his last contact with was in the summer and autumn of 2015, seven years after Epstein was, you know, Doing the stuff, the banker has insisted he had no further contact with after joining Barclays as CEO in December 2015. Obviously, I thought I knew him well, and I didn't. Stately told reporters in 2020. For sure, with hindsight, with what we know now, I deeply regret having any relationship with Jeffrey. So here's the thing: he could be severely tied to him. He could not be. That's not really the interesting thing about this. I find it interesting that you have someone who basically got fired and yet is still making millions and millions of dollars, even though basically he got fired. Like, imagine anyone else being in that situation where you can literally get paid millions of dollars for getting fired. Like, that is so uncommon and every industry and yet for like basically banking oh yeah you know we're gonna fire you but also we're gonna give you millions of dollars so don't worry you're still gonna get millions of dollars you don't gotta do nothing you could just sit on your butt but you're gonna get millions of dollars right so if someone were in a similar situation not getting paid millions of dollars but basically let's say that you were gonna get fired and you're gonna get a pretty nice chunk of change, which can sometimes happen if you were like, there's like a merger or something like that and you get let go. Sometimes you'll end up getting like an offer of like, hey, can you just like retire early or like leave early so that we don't necessarily have to fire you, but here's like a severance pay in a sense. It's a nice chunk of change sometimes, right? If you're in that situation, what you need to do is these following things, right? Number one, Make sure you have like kind of like a starter emergency fund. 
I'm talking maybe more like, you know, like 2K, might be 5K. really depends on your personal life situation, what you feel safe with, right? To where you can feel confident in moving on to like another level. So the second thing is to start paying off all of your debt, right? Because the reason why you want to pay off all of your debt with potentially this windfall of money is so that it gives you a lot more options available to you when you're standing on firm ground, right? Because anytime you make any sort of financial decision and you're on like rocky foundation, you're going to make bad choices, right? But if you have like a pretty sturdy foundation, right? We're talking like very sturdy, right? Then you can make a very wise decision in terms of your finances being like, okay, I know what I need to do to get another job in a reasonable amount of time to where I'm not going to hurt myself financially, right? So that's something to really think about. So once you start, once you pay off your debt, right, then you build up like a true emergency fund, right? Because then that gives you a lot more freedom as to basically doing pretty much whatever you want. And the reason for that is because basically you have this weight off of your shoulder of basically insecurity, right? Of basically not feeling safe, right? Because a lot of people go through their lives with a lot of stress, a lot of basically waking up and feeling like you have to be doing something, right? A lot of people have a lot of stress, a lot of depression, and a lot of it can be alleviated by eliminating pretty much all financial stress, right? Now, it's going to be hard for a lot of people to get to this point, but I'm just saying like, if you're in the situation where you get a massive windfall, this is what you should basically be doing. Then after you get this emergency fund built up, right? And we're talking like, you know, at minimum three months, more like six months, but hey, you could even have a year if you really want to if that's going to make you feel safe. Then after that, start putting money towards investments and all that kind of stuff, right? But no matter what, you still got to find some source of income, right? Just because someone like him can get paid like millions of dollars while technically basically getting fired, not everyone is in that situation. And a lot of people need to still find a job or some source of income to provide for themselves, right? But the main reason why you want to basically do what I said is basically get rid of any debt that you have and have an emergency fund is so that one, you can feel safe. And then two, you could end up basically spending time finding a job or business that you actually like to do that you can see yourself doing for a very long time that may not necessarily pay as much as your previous job paid, right? Because without that extra like monthly bill payments of all your debts, you have more options available to you, right? So let's say that you were like getting paid like 50K a year at your previous job, but you ended up getting a super big windfall. And basically you pretty much halved all of your expenses from like, you know, like let's say like 30 grand a year to like 15, right? Now you could actually end up working a job only paying like 25, 30K a year and still be safe in a sense, because you don't have that debt payments that you got to make every single month. Like it frees you up. It's kind of like a situation where you're basically putting yourself 
where you could be financially retired in a sense so that you have more options available to you to basically do what you want to do in your life because you want to do it and not necessarily because you have to do it, right? Like if you're able to get your like living expenses to basically a very consistent level at a very low level where you're not living beyond your means, where you can pretty much work any job and pay for your lifestyle, that's like the ideal situation because it just gives you more freedom, right? My whole thing is to get people to have more freedom and more choices available to them so that they can live the life that they actually want to live and not be forced to live a certain way because they have to to simply keep up with the payments in their life. Because that's just basically like you're being basically being a slave to companies. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation and is very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.